Oh, hello there. Welcome to the weekly debriefing of Mr. Luna. I am the operator. Let's begin. Why did you choose this location? I... Hey, operator, I mean, you should say hello first, you know, to, sorry, to, sorry. to let people know that I'm actually here, but that's okay. Uh, but I just was figuring to... Yeah, clearly you're reading off a script. I know, you're reading off a script. I'm it's just okay. just here to debrief. Um, why did I choose this location? Was that the question? Yes, why did you choose this location? All right. Well, this is this... Okay. The, 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 first, the first episode of Crime Machine... Um, I wanted it to be something very familiar, and Dahmer clearly is is one of the most familiar cases in all of true crime. This gave us the opportunity to um, make it very familiar for the audience, obviously. But I'm, I'm going to be we're going to be attacking these cases from new angles, so. Every case is going to be like this, but Dahmer seemed like the perfect one because there's not a whole lot that I needed to explain on backstory. Everybody knows what Jeffrey Dahmer was up to. And uh, for us just to hit this location right in the prison is a spot where no one else had really gone before. It's kind of a footnote in true crime that Dahmer was murdered uh, in prison. And to be able to completely just be there for an entire episode... Um, I thought would be compelling for everybody just to see such a large case be taken from the angle of the very end of it. Um, a part that definitely hasn't been uh, focused on this way in the past, operator. Yes. I agree. Cool. I also... I also think that it was interesting to see that such a, a person with such gravity around, you know, their crimes and everything, that um, that the killer of the killer, you know, isn't wasn't isn't a more not, noteworthy thing when people cover cover this case, uh, you know, in the media. Yeah, Christopher Scarver. I mean, you you just get the get the picture of him uh the the main the main picture being his uh mugshot with the high hair and this 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 mean looking black dude um is he black you know i was he i didn't I, I don't see color so i know you don't no i know you don't i do um it, it <laughs> yeah i just see love i know you do I know, and we've had this conversation operated multiple times. You were worried about me saying black and saying I should say African American and, and or negro. Or no, negro, don't do which it. is the Spanish. It's the Spanish. You don't even Spanish word. For you don't negro. even know that you're being racist, man. That's what. That's well, that's the. That's why I stay in the cave. Oh my God! Here's the thing. Oh God. All the times. The thing is, man. Is that when you focus on race, it becomes racial and racist, you know, when, when, you, when you focus on it. In regular, normal life, we, you know, it's a black dude. It's a white dude. It's an Asian guy. You know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a Pakistani guy. It, it, you know, it's a Muslim. Like, we just throw these terms out there. And here's the thing. When we're in the prison... I want to use the language of, of the prison. And I mean, I'm not even going there with the actual language, but I mean, as, as close as I can get to being real, I can't say African-American every single time. It sounds 
contrived and not pretentious. You know, I just want, I, I don't want that to be the focus. So I just need to use the language that, that is as close to uh, not making that the focus as, as possible. But you need, here's the thing. With this case, you needed to know that Christopher Scarver was an African-American because there was a racial component to the reason why he went after Dahmer. And that reason being, obviously, that uh, Dahmer killed a lot of black men. And that pissed him off. And uh, Jesse Anderson the same way, right? So anyway, sorry. What, what was the question there again, Up? What did you... Why did you choose this location? <laughs> wow. You didn't even ever, I'll tell you right now, you didn't even come close to answering it yet. But while you're, while you're taking a drag of your cigarette, I will say this. One interesting thing, I think, is when you go to these locations, how the, the motivation to kind of wrap yourself in the identity of the killer or the topic of the the case the you know the journey uh it 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 allows you to dismiss a lot of the uh political correct you know because you want to if you are embedded in the the moment in the time you know they're not thinking oh what's this guy's color called you know they think they think hey jimmy the black dude you know, so I like that. I, I enjoy that part of this. That is, it's visceral. It's it's um, you know, it's it, it, we're shedding all of the layers that often get in the way when telling these stories because there's so much concern for uh, the ears or or continuity from one topic part of the story to the next. That this is a very surgical slice. So it's you know we can saturate it with, with the environment and the mood and the texture and all the things that make it so sh- gritty and shitty. Well, I, I completely actually agree with you for once, and I'm surprised you didn't say Negro men. Uh, like you, Negro, uh, Negro, right. just the color, Negro. Right. Well, you, no, but you're absolutely correct. You you just were racist. Well, tough. Turn it around. I mean, I'm just repeating the way that you were being as all. Well, but so yeah. the the thing the yes, it's not about that. And oftentimes, pe- people kind of um, censor themselves when it comes to this type of uh, subject. And and the the beauty of Crime Machine is that we get to actually go there and see it the way it is. We're going to 1994, and uh, in 1994. You know, see, see, in previous podcasts that I've done, you have to be very careful. You can't call a prostitute a prostitute or a hooker, although I did. Um, you have to call them a sex worker, and the, or customer cervix. Okay, see, 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 you're making. We're saying yes. You act stupid. You act stupid, but you're making you're making jokes, right? You you act well, stupid. I don't get out much. Uh, yeah, you're stuck in this crime machine. Uh, I understand. Okay, listen. I think everybody knows what I'm trying to say is that I'm going to the time. I'm speaking the way that people spoke in that time. And um, am, I, am I even close to answering the question yet? What was the question again? I'm sorry. Why did I choose this location? Just one more time, Alex. It's why did you choose this location? Okay. I chose this location 
because it hasn't been covered in depth, in my opinion. It's been a footnote in the Dahmer story. And I think it's very interesting um, that Dahmer chose to go into general public when he could have stayed in segregation. I think there's a very interesting component there as well that he wanted to become baptized and, and was trying to sluice away his, his sins. Um, and he was also tempting fate in, in a lot of this as well, as you find in the story where he was you know, pushing his food into shapes of limbs and, and uh, pretending to be a zombie and you know, all, all the things that, that, I, that I spoke about, uh, posting the Cannibals Anonymous thing on the board. Uh, as I, when, when you watch Dahmer in interviews, a lot of people are sympathetic to Jeffrey Dahmer, including myself. Um, but when you hear this part of the story, you realize that a lot of that's just he's telling you what you want to hear in those interviews. And he's very boyish and all that. And that's part of his charm. What's so interesting about a lot of these interviews with serial killers is that you're seeing them manipulate still. They, that's how they manipulated their victims, by being charming and seeming like they're very harmless. They're a spider, you know. And, or, I don't know. Maybe you know a better term for that operator. But, but like, you know, like they draw you in. They... You know, you think that it's safe and then suddenly it isn't. Maybe a Venus flytrap. I don't know where you're from. Yes. But do it. Yeah, well, where I'm from, there are, there are flytraps. I figured. They're big. They're like the size of, they catch wolves. Okay. I figured. Um, that seems like an exaggeration. So. Nah, neither here nor there. Right. Um, hey, on that, yeah. I will say, I will, I will say interesting uh, that, so let me ask you this: In the on this mission, when you're there, um, it seemed like you said very obvious that that Dahmer was fully aware of what he was doing by putting himself into public, mm -hmm. uh, you know, in, into the gen public. pop general gen, population. Gen, yes, gen pop. Um, do you think that similar to like? the guy the, the person that they, they say oh that was death by cop do you think in a way that this was sort of his version of death by inmate yeah actually I do I, I, I do think that, that, that he was inviting that and I think there came a point for Dahmer where he started to get comfortable and he was like oh wow they're not going to kill me and now maybe I can enjoy like another level of the way that I can behave around people and I'm still screwing with people and he was starting to enjoy himself a little bit and I, <coughs> excuse me I honestly think that he was a little shocked when someone actually came after him that's why I said you know he went for the door he did by Scarver, Christopher Scarver's account Dahmer tried to save his own life he tried to run away from that situation. He did not embrace it. Um, I think he was enjoying himself uh, at some point. Initially, he wanted to die, and then he realized, you know, I can have a little bit more fun here. The Jeffrey Dahmer you see in the interviews, um, where he's very confused as to why this all happened to him, and, and uh, he's remorseful, and he never blames it on anything, which I re do respect about him. Um, he, at his core, clearly was not the type of guy that you would really want to get in too deep with. Surface level, fine. Okay guy. Military service, all that stuff. He, he was, 
he could be a good guy socially and probably someone you want to sit down and have a beer with, but you wouldn't want to have five beers with because what? Or sex. Or, or sex. Oh, no. Or, well, you might want to have sex with him if you're a homosexual. That's fine. But, I mean, you wouldn't want to have sex after he had... Uh, Killed you. Killed you, yeah. Because, oh, God. All right, what's, what's the next question there, Rob? Next question yeah. is... Was there more you wished you could have told? No. With the story? No. Um, because it's already been told. I mean, there's... And again, the beauty of Crime Machine is that we get to go to, a, to one moment within the, uh, the life of, of these criminals or, or one moment within the crime. And um, no, to tell the entire story of Jeffrey Dahmer, a lot of the documentaries that you see, he killed 17 men, maybe more. And they get watered down because there's so much to cover. This is the same with Ted Bundy, BTK, the Green River. Uh, what's it called? Green River what? Green River Killer. Yeah, thank you. I think I said the Green River Bandit. I was just setting you up just to see what your knowledge actually is. I don't know uh, how, how much you actually know about well, true crime. The Green River Killer is known very well in North America. In my country, it's uh, the Green River Clown which is just, it's a man at the river. You pay him money, he does magic. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, so you, you can't, you can't um, focus on, on anything because there's so much to cover. Like with, with Picton, uh, the pig farmer killer or whatever, so many victims, and most true crime podcasts would have to cover every single crime. You saw it with uh, Christy Lee in Canadian True Crime. I don't know if you listened to any Canadian podcasts there. Yes. Uh, anyway. so I love them. Right. And I spoke to Christy about that and she was like, oh my God, like it sounds like a very interesting case, but there's so many um, victims and her style of podcast is the type that, you know, respects the victim, which I respect, but I mean, it, it, it becomes a very tedious task to, to try to put into a podcast at that point. For, for us, with Crime Machine, I can go to just one moment within Picton's crime. Maybe, say, we take the angle of him setting up the situation to trap all these people in, and then we can just focus in on that. There's a lot of liberty, not liberties we can take, but, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that we can um, avoid, um, a lot of muck that we don't have to drag our boots through uh, with, with Crime Machine. An, an interesting way that I like to think of it is like... <clears throat> Pick a fruit, any fruit you want. That fruit... Mango. Okay, there you go. Mango has the bulbous fruit part. Inside there's a seed, something, you know. All of that is that gets a severe amount of attention. You know what doesn't get a lot of attention is the stem, the thing that grew that whole thing. So all these people spent all this time looking at the beauty and the complexity of the fruit and the, you know all, all of its colors and variations and nuances and whatnot. We are saying, yeah, but look at the science, look at the poetry, look at the drama around the thing that gave that fruit. It's what it, the source of all that. We we spend time there. Yeah. So in essence we are talking about crime, but in a in a way we're talking about not crime. Crime to moments in crime that are Okay, well crime Somewhere in there, in the middle of crime. I, I get, you know what? This will be one of the rare times where, I, I mean, I, I've agreed with you a couple of times now. But I mean, yes, the bruise on the mango, 
and just focus on that bruise. How did that bruise happen? You know, yes. Rather than uh, how it came to be so big or how it became, became so small, you're correct. Just focus on one part of it, and in doing so, I mean, you you the the again the beauty of it is that most of these crimes people know for the most part, so you can kind of uh, finesse it and just kind of hint at the stuff that you know that they already know and focus in on a particular part. What is the question? Uh, uh, did we answer it? Uh, did I answer your question now? What was the question? That- yeah, basically, you it, it was. It was easy, almost a yes-no question, and you answered it about eight minutes ago. Was there more you wished you could have told? And you said no. No. And then you talked more after yeah, well, that. All right, well, you let me, so I mean, you're the one running yeah. the interview. What's the next question? Did you regret choosing this location at any point? No. Because um, I've always wanted to cover Jeffrey Dahmer, and... I didn't want to do it because I knew it was big. It was a big case, and a lot of people have already done it, and it wouldn't be uh, that interesting just to do it again. But with Crime Machine, we're able to do it in a unique way, and I was super excited to do it in the way that we were able to do it via Crime Machine. Yeah. Sorry, I took out some of your accent there somehow. God, we got it. All right, what else you got? I'm magnetic that way. Um, here's one for you. I will try to uh, make... I'm warming up. I'm limbering up a little. So here, this one I'll make a little more conversational. Hi. How are you holding up? Oh, my God. How, how, how am I holding up? Yes. How are you holding hi, up? And you said hi first? All right. Well, well hi. Yeah, hi. Hi, hi, hi operator. Hi. 17 minutes into this. Hi. Um, Hello. I'm holding up well. This is uh, refreshing. This is um, exciting to do it this way. Um, it is, you know, th- these 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 cases that we're going to be tackling, and this this one in particular is is normally a very vicious, nasty case to hear about. I mean, there's so many things that we did not talk about that Jeffrey Dahmer did, and we could have focused on that uh, so many people do with the eating of the bodies. I mean, we touched on it all. But I mean, this, this, uh, this did not take a whole lot out of me. I just felt refreshed the whole time because I was... How much did we actually focus on Dahmer within this op? I mean, there was... Most of it was just on, on peripherals. Did I, did I pronounce that properly? The guy can't pronounce anything? Peripheral. Uh, there it is, yeah. Yep. Sorry, my phone just went off there. I'm a popular person. Mine went off too. Oh, well, we, oh, Mine well, went off again. There it is. Well, that's Karen. Uh, what you guys might know is that, uh, not know, is that our crime machine's name is... Karen. Yes, and that's Karen checking in on us because we have to go back real soon for our next episode. That might be Karen's IBS, I, uh, irritable, irritable BIOS system I, I fed oh. her some bad code earlier okay what's the next question next question oh. hi how are you holding no I already done let's see here we go here we go you had that Where written did- down yeah, yeah. Like that was natural okay go ahead well I scratched yeah I had it I personalized this because I gotta say it was a little bland when you wrote it first, but hey. Oh my God. You're not, I mean, we can't all be writers. 
No, we don't all have horses. No. I don't understand the correlation. But anyway, here's a question for you. Where to next so that I can prepare us? You already know, but I mean, just uh, to let everybody uh, else have a little bit of a teaser, we are headed to Villisca, Iowa, the year 1912. Uh, so that's as much of a tease. Like, you know what? Forget it. Uh, for anybody who knows, Villisca, Axe Murder House, we're headed there. It's going to be completely different. We said with Crime Machine we're going to tackle some ghost stories, uh, but ghost stories rooted in truth. And we are going to head to the Villisca Axe Murder House, and we are going to watch the entire thing unfold from the information that we know of, but, I mean, also from things that are very clear to me and to you, Op, and to, uh, to Karen as well. We, we have a really good feel for what actually happened there, and uh, we are going to take all the listeners directly there, upstairs, downstairs, into the bedrooms, right to the... My lips, to your, my back. I thought that's where you're going with it. I was not. No. no. And it will be um, once again a completely different angle on an old crime that everybody thought they knew. Um, well, and that you do know, but we're gonna go right there. Yeah, you haven't looked at the stem of that case. Right. Yeah. Yes, there's, we're gonna stare at the bruise on on that stem. There's a lot of bruises on this this particular. Uh, set of mangoes yep well thank you everyone for your time listening giving us your attention being with us supporting us through all this the crime machine was not easy to build um some of you may know i work underground in a lot of ways and this uh this was a challenge all right well hey this uh we're not going to let you talk anymore today. Yeah, okay. Bad idea. Yeah. No. Right, let's get back to work. Okay. Yep. Actually, let's hold go. on a second. Hold on a second. Yeah. Operator, um, I know that you don't get much time to, to speak and all that. Is there anything else that you would like to talk about? I'll ask you a question real quick. Is there any feelings, any uh, trepidation, any, anything you're worried about, anything that you're happy about? about this we don't talk much I just hop in you send me I know we argue a lot yeah <coughs> but I do appreciate the work that you do I'll tell you that um, anything you want to say outside of anything that uh, well we've never even spoken about it, I'd just be interested I mean mainly I'm just trying to drag this out a little bit more so I mean just try to be entertaining for a sec go ahead yeah well, we're doing good if we can hang on for just about two more minutes we, we uh, qualify for ad rev so uh, yeah, you know, I'll tell you this. Um, earlier on, when you and I worked together on other things, I was flattered and, you know, uh, aw- a little starstruck, I guess. Um, I'm not anymore. Well, that's good. All I'm just right, kidding. Per- I am. I'm still starstruck. Oh, I tell you, this is what I like. Sometimes I'll see you, I'll see you get off of the crime machine, walk down the metal gang plank. And you look disheveled. You look like you need a hug. I've never given you that hug, and it may happen someday. But 
just just want the audience to know that this is um, this is our effort at producing art at our best, current best. Uh, we we both feel like we're we, we're we're hitting a great stride, and glad that you're along for the ride. Okay, all right, that's good. All right, that was hey, a, no, that rhymed. perfect. Yeah, no, a little bit. All right. Hey, and, and about the hug uh, thing, it's okay to continue not. Okay. Uh, I see you reaching your arms out oftentimes. I, I, I don't think that I don't see that. That's enough. Okay. Du- duly noted. Duly noted. Okay. Karen, right. please cancel hugs schedule from now on. Confirmed. All hugs have been canceled. And Karen, can you please cut this episode. Thank you everybody for tuning in. We will see you shortly with the early release. 002 The Velisca Axe Murder House. <laughs>